The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, welcome back to the Cowboys break. We thought it was going to be a nice little easy bye week where we would get to rest, but that is not the case. We got some news breaking down. I think um, although we have heard the talk about Amari Cooper, we neither, none of us really thought that would actually happen, or did you? Hell no. <laughs> no, I didn't think it would so happen. So it sure came as a surprise, especially... That's- how it went yeah. down yesterday I'm while the Cowboys were super surprised it happened. I am very surprised of, of the first round pick, you know. But I'm not. I wasn't. I mean, I, I, I guess one of those things you'll see it when you know. Believe it when you see it. But I kind of thought maybe you know because I'm I'm still a believer of where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke around Earl Thomas that never happened. But I just kind of thought there was something, but not to the this level, not to a first round pick. I've just got automated responses plugged into my phone where I'm like, the Cowboys like their guys. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the Cowboys are linked to like five different players every trade cycle. And this is, I mean, you know, they did the Bryce Butler and Matt Castle trades when they absolutely had to to try to keep their season afloat. But this is the first time they've done something like this in my time covering the team. And they, we like our guys. So we, we love to build through the draft. So I, I'm pretty shocked. I'm still shocked almost 24 hours later. And, Jerry Jones had said a few weeks ago that he hasn't hit the panic button yet. And we know how much talk there was around Earl Thomas and the trade and how they battled there and towards the end, how they actually did want to get Earl Thomas and it didn't work out. Now, after this Washington loss, do you think that now that struck another type of nerve where they are now kind of desperate and willing to actually give up a first round pick? Um. Yes and no. I mean, yes for this season to try to let's do something to try to, you know, maybe pull off a couple more wins here that that you can perhaps win this division. But I think the fact that he's 24 years old and they feel like this is a guy that would probably be better than anybody that they could pick up next year in in, in wherever they're going to draft. I feel like there's more to it than just these last nine games. I think that there's there's like future implications as well. So I, I, yes and no is my answer to that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel a couple types of ways about that. I mean, yeah, I I think you could classify this as a desperation move because they spent six months, uh, you know, talking, you know, we don't need a number one wide receiver. There's only five or six of those guys in the whole league. We feel good about what we did. You know, these guys are going to step up. They're going to take the pressure off Zeke. I mean, it was one of the biggest talking points of the entire offseason. Uh, and seven games in, it obviously hasn't happened, and they overpaid for Amari Cooper. They did, and I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but it's just I think it's a statement of fact. Uh, on the flip side of that, you know, at some point the Cowboys can't win because if yeah. they weren't if they weren't doing anything, and they're just like we're gonna get this together. Yeah. Alan Hearns is gonna he's gonna he's coming into form, and Michael Gallup c- keeps getting better. We'd be killing them for being stubborn and not changing their line of thinking. And, you know, you're wasting a season where the NFC East is down because you're too stubborn to admit that you made a mistake. So 
they're admitting that they made a mistake. They're, you know, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that they uh, they see what they did wrong and they're trying to rectify it. I do think they overpaid for Amari Cooper, but he's 24. Uh, he had two really badass seasons. There's at least a reason to hope that he can turn it around. Um, so it's an overpay, but I don't think it's just this drastically terrible mistake that a lot of people want to paint it as. And I give him credit for recognizing the problem and trying to fix it. Yeah, I mean, I, I th- what I can't f- forget is the fact that you know this team has done this a couple of times since I've been here to get a first round to trade first round picks for for a receiver and it's like there's just more to it than that i mean they they brought in roy williams and and he had tony romo and 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 that didn't work out and and people can say all they want to like well that that was different because that was roy williams but if things continue to go for amari cooper the way they've been then he will be roy he'll be the the same type of thing i mean it's, it's spiraling downward until it can get back up i just have a very hard time thinking we'll be sitting here in april and and go you know what i'd rather have my first round pick i just feel like that's going to happen i don't know what he can do to be like i'm so glad they didn't they did that that's fine we they can have the pick we got cooper i have a hard time thinking that's going to happen and so i also have a hard time thinking that you couldn't have done something different with the second round oh the eagles were asking for a second fine i mean cowboys second it's probably going to be about the same you can throw in fourth, fifth. You can you can sweeten the deal without going into the first round. I think, but and that's I I see where you're going, and that's why you know in the weeks leading up to this, I said, give me Devonte Parker for a sixth, or it's water yeah. way under the bridge, but give me Josh, Josh Gordon, Gordon for a fifth because you're giving yourself a chance to fix the problem without committing these crazy resources to it. I mean, you know, if if you trade Devontae Parker for a sixth, then he's terrible. Who cares? If Josh yeah. Gordon gets suspended for smoking weed, who cares? It's a fifth-round pick. They're day three picks. They're, yeah. they're a dime a dozen. Um, and- so committing the first-round pick to it, especially with how good this team has been in the first round, it is a little disheartening. I take a little bit of comfort in the thought that, you know, I'm already diving into this. This receiver crop for 2019 does not look super promising. So, uh, you know, at least, you know, Cooper's prop Cooper really probably is better than a receiver that you're going to get in the first round. But that doesn't mean maybe there's an offensive tackle you really love in the first round or a a tight end or whatever that, you know, now you don't have a chance to get that guy. You know, I, I just feel like first round picks are so valuable and a lot of teams feel that way that if you would have called 31 teams. And then the last two days, maybe they did, but I doubt it. Call 31 teams and ask for their number one receiver for a first round pick. And I have a feeling you could have gotten someone maybe, maybe better than him. I I mean, first round pick. I mean, I just feel like you think so. Yeah, I do. I think Cooper's a little uniquely positioned just because he's, I know, you know, the last year and a half have not been great, but he's got a resume. He's got a resume. He's a two-time pro bowler. And his contract is in a certain spot. I mean, you know, you think about the the truly elite receivers in this league. Most of them are playing on huge money deals. Uh, most of them, I mean, you know, you're not getting Odell Beckham for just one first round pick. I don't think you're not getting Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. Like, uh, I think Cooper's a little uniquely positioned to where the body of work and the pick kind of coincide, which is why you know I thought you might be able to get him for a second, but yeah. Not well, the deal is, 
pretty much made. That is what happened. They did give up their first round pick. Now, with that being said, they, they're fixing to cut Bryce Butler and make it official pretty soon. So with Amari coming in, how does he integrate with the group of wide receivers that the Cowboys already have? Obviously, Terrence Williams out the door, basically. He's on IR. And Nobody then, saw that. And then you got uh, Tavon Austin still hurt. But based on what we've seen so far, how they've managed the wide receivers and what they have done with them, right now how do you see a guy like Amari really working out and coming in and making a difference which and this this is the flip side Hi, Derek. hey Derek what's, what's up? up what's up you have a good meeting yeah good cool. Meeting. cool 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 we're talking to Amari Cooper we'll have to talk after oh boy oh you guys are all in trouble oh good let's finish the show hey yeah <laughs> great uh, I hope that's I hope that's a joke um <laughs> it's a joke okay good thank you um <laughs> I, I've been thinking about that because I just said it, and I still I believe it. The Cowboys overpaid for Amari Cooper, but that happens when you're trying to improve your team in the NFL from time to time. You look at the flip side of that, he's immediately your best receiver. He's your ex. He's going to be here for 25 more games, and hopefully you would think the Cowboys are going to have a good shot to extend him beyond that. Like I'm, If he's supposed to replace your first-round pick, I'm thinking of him as a building block player. Michael Gallup is my why from here on out. Cole Beasley is my slot. No disrespect to Alan Hearns or Deontay Thompson, but like, why am I bothering with that if I just gave up a first round pick for Amari Cooper? Am I crazy for thinking no. that? No, I mean I think Alan Hearns. They 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 tried to you know see if he could be a guy that that was, um, you know what he was a couple years ago, and and that's Alan Hearns is is a reason why you could have you should have some caution here with with Cooper because yeah. they they saw what he did a couple years ago and they said you know maybe he can be that type of guy they're hoping that Cooper is the type of guy he was you know a couple of years ago as well um but they're different skills skill um they have different skill sets so it, you can't really compare these players i just feel like that you're you're right about that at least from Gallup and and Cooper Beasley, you got to get a new contract for him. Right, we'll see, but but you know Beasley will be better if 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 this guy can stretch the field. And I said this yesterday on the show. He's got 19 touchdowns, 11 of them are 30 yards or more. And that's that's pretty good when you think of Dez had 19 touchdowns of 30 or more in his eight year career. So you know he's a guy that it's stretching the field. But I I don't I think I agree with everything you said right there except for I don't discard Hearns so. Readily. Well, I'm not trying to I, cut him. No, I know, but I, I but guess for what six I'm saying. Million a year, I am. I'm saying right now, when you look at, I mean, I think this last game was that not the best game he's had so far since he's been here. I mean, a five catches, 74 yards. That's significant, I think, in this offense. Um, and so I, I still believe that. I still believe there's still more to find out about about what Allen Hearns can be here, and maybe if given a particular role, which what we've seen, well, I think I've seen already from him is. What he does well is he can catch those slant routes. He can catch those curl routes. Like He's not a deep threat, but he's a guy that you could put into a role of moving the chains. He could be a big body that you can, you can use to move the chains. I think what we're, what we're at least what I'm starting to see is I think if, if you can get from Cooper what you thought you were getting from Dez when he was here, which is a, a true number one type receiver that can make big plays. He is your explosive play guy. He can make explosive plays for you. 
Now what that does is that allows a lot of these other guys to settle into roles. Cole becomes a guy that works the slot, works the middle of the field, can move the chains. Hearns can be a big body that can 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 move the chains as well. I think Gallup has shown he can get downfield, make mm-hmm. some plays downfield for you. I think you can start to kind of find roles for these guys that makes a lot more sense than just kind of throwing them out there and seeing, I don't know, really know what anybody does well and just kind of doing whatever, you know? If you want to use if you want to use Hearns the same way they used Bryce when he was actually part of the offense, that's fine with me. But Maybe a little bit more, but yeah, see, you get my point. See, I disagree. And Hearns did have his best game. And I like Alan Hearns as a person, and I don't think he's been bad. But way more than I remember his five catches for 74 yards, I remember... He ran out of bounds on his big gain and like seemed like he could have got more yards. And so did Demarco Murray. He it dropped. Happens. He dropped a super clutch contested ball. I mean, like, but let's remember. Let's remember, Amari Cooper also has been having issues well, with catching the ball. That, okay. I mean, okay. right? that's, that's 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 beside the point. You're making your bed here with him. You right? have made your bed with. I Amari get it. Cooper. I'm just saying, though, before you start relying on him to be whatever okay. and discarding the other guy, saying that he can't mm. always catch the you ball reliably. I'm just saying I, that's, that's something you got to consider. You're you're. That's my nightmare. Like if. I mean, if that's really how, no, that's not that's not possible. If you gave up a first round pick, like what are you saying, it's not possible that no, he's been having issues catching. No, the ball? I'm saying he like start catching it then, because the first round pick is gone now. X <laughs> receiver. Right. Right. I don't think it's that simple. It, it better be. If that no, was that simple, I'm they so would have told Dez last year no, catch the ball. No, I, mean, I think what what he's saying. I'm not trying to speak for you, but the fact is, is that this whole debate about well, he's not that. Mark Cooper's here. We, we got jerseys we're about to sell with him. Mark Cooper's the guy. First round pick is gone so he's the guy his his warts and whatever deal with it but you there's decisions to be made next year for alan hearns tavon austin deontay thompson uh and cole beasley and on how this thing kind of rounds out and i although of those four guys i would imagine one of them comes back maybe two and which two are they right and that's my thing is i don't think that i don't think you're going out to to draft one so you, yeah, looking you at those you just did no that's you what i'm saying so you're not about to do it again because you don't no. have but you don't have a first round pick so you're not I mean, about to get another one so at I'm this point i'm thinking with what you have hearns might be the best of left of what you have to round out your receiver group i'm not I'm saying. saying he'd be as good as cole beasley but like you can find a cole beasley type player in the draft way after the first round i mean if you decide if you decide you don't want to bring him back and i don't know but i just cooper obviously Gallup's arrow is up and you spent a pick on it like get him on the field and you know, we talked about and Mickey, that. Mickey and Brian were right Nick maybe you know we were kind of down on him he showed what he can do get him on the field I, I'm done with this rotation thing and I feel like mm-hmm. they are too yeah. which is and again Gallup needs to be playing more no disrespect to Alan Hearns if you can find some space for uh, you know if you can find some use for him fine but like I don't want Cooper or Gallup coming off the field and Beasley plays best in the slots. So those are the three guys I want to see primarily. And I think they've earned that right or the Cowboys have invested in them. This is not going to happen, but what I would like to do would be bring up Noah Brown. Let me see him. I feel that Deontay Thompson, I've seen enough and he's just really not working out. Although he has the speed and all that, it's just it's not working out right now. As far as Alan Hearns, he has his good moments, but from the beginning to up until this point, everything that I've seen, and I told you this, Nick, during the game, one of the things that I noticed, he gets easily pushed around. Like, he <laughs> he catches a ball, and then he's pushed back, like, three more yards back. He He's just like a little feather that you can easily just poop, 
pushing back. Doop. And I, I don't I don't like it for what you're getting out of it is just to me not really working out. So give me Noah Brown, bring him up, and let's see what uh, they can do. Know, with are that. you making the assertion that Cole is not similarly pushed around? Totally different. <laughs> I mean, like, no, 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 no. But all That's I'm saying different. is, I don't That's know. That, I, don't, I honestly don't know that there is a receiver on this team that I consider to be um, not pushable around. <laughs> okay, y- yeah. Obviously, you're gonna get pushed. Yeah. But you you put up a fight there. You just touch him. Yeah, but and I'm, he, I'm saying I don't I don't know that I got I don't know that there are receivers on this team that you consider to be tough guys. And when I mean I'm talking in the mold of Steve Smith type guys that they're gonna bow up when they get when somebody hits them and they're probably gonna break that tackle. Just what Dez was. Dez made his career off. Yeah. Guy comes to yeah. hit him, he bounces off the guy and he's off running. Right. I don't know they got those kind of guys on this team. I'm not sure Amari Cooper's that kind of guy. Um, so I don't I don't know that that you're gonna get that kind of toughness from any of the guys on this receiving core. I mean, I, That's not what we've seen no, anyway. But I, it's I a think, different level, though. I think all around, yeah. they they dra- they signed Alan Hearns to be, you know, it's kind of to be the the number one on this this group. Um, and it, now all of a sudden, you know, he'll probably be number four, right? Well, they signed three, uh, four, four. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, you, you know, when Cooper, Gallup, Beasley, and him, and then they signed Alan Hearns to be their bargain bin X. Yeah, like they said. Yeah. This guy's shown potential. We can bring it out of him. There will be plays for him with the way that they're keying on the run. Didn't work out. Uh, that can be an indictment of Dak or your offensive line or Hearns himself or the play calling. Probably all of the above. But they watched it for seven weeks and they said, we need a better receiver. That's my question, too. Like, What happens if you give up this number one pick and you find out that really it wasn't Hearns, it wasn't any of these other hold guys. It there. Well, hold ooh, it there. Hold it there. Hold it there. Great tease. That was going to be the next question. I got question. a lot to say yes. about Okay, that. good. Perfect. Let's take our first break, and when we come back, things are going to get interesting. All right, let's go. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk. Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. 
the Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. We're back on the second segment of the show. Um, before we went to break, Derek was going to pose a very well, interesting question, so I'll let you finish it. Well, it was, I thought that this was a question that I had, and I assume everybody listening, and I assume even people on this panel have thought about, because um, I heard you guys talking a little bit about this last night when you did the emergency podcast. By the way, you guys did a phenomenal job coming off that flight and jumping on there. Thank you. Really, really great job. But um, is, so, is anybody just exhausted? Like about yes. this, that, I was last night. Like I was, almost, just, I felt really and, tired. And you know what? What I thought too. I know we're getting to a really big topic here, but just like that whole trip and was almost like mentally exhausting. It was. You know, it's just like it wasn't physically. We didn't do a whole lot. And we didn't walk around a little we didn't bit. Tackle but, anybody? No. But just mentally, I mean, just a lot going on. A lot of things, you know, in the game was 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 crazy. And then the, and that the, museum the, was kind of heavy too. That can sometimes zap yes, you of your it was energy. A somber experience. Yeah, it's a great it's a experience. experience. It's a good experience, but it is an experience that can take a lot out of you. I think. Just you get used to, you know, the Cowboys throw you high heat for seven weeks, and I'm set, I'm getting ready, and then they just slider just all the way across the plate. Like <laughs> you ready for it? No, like I'm like I was the guy yesterday just lunging for the ball, just like just. The the worst swing, no plate <laughs> discipline. Right. I've never been more hey, thrown off by a, we, a story, a news cycle. Yeah, yeah. We, we get on the plane to leave, and this is this is after the museum and all that. And I, I mean, I should have known. I turned to to Rob and I said, "Isn't it nice to not have to <laughs> pull out your computer and work and write anything?" You, you know, like we always have to. We always have to do it. You know, after a game, yeah. and this is you know, and and Dave's in front of us. Out. I yeah. mean, like knocked out. I was napping my and ass. And then off. all of a sudden, it just started. You know, you just start seeing uh-oh. it rotate. Like looking people are looking at people's and, phone. People showing their phone to other people, so you know it's something and, interesting. And at Dave that was out the whole time, and literally woke up, turned around, and was like, "What's up?" And like we just traded for Amari Cooper. <laughs> Rob's got the story. It's done. We're waiting for the confirmation. We're gonna send it out. And he was just like, "What? Like re- really? Are you messing with me?" He didn't say that, but like, are you messing yeah. with you me? Know, well, he said when we were. Similar. On the bus, waiting to go through security, I saw, I was just watching, and I saw Garrett get off the plane to the escalator thing and just talking on the phone, and I was wondering, I'm like, hmm, what could he be talking Everybody's about? Everybody's here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the way his facial expressions and stuff, I'm like, this seems serious. Oh, it was a very animated conversation, because I passed by him going onto the plane. It was pretty animated, so yeah. but now we know. it was something going on, yeah. But this, this move... Is you know will, will should help him. I mean, it, it should. This is a now move, it's which a, it's, for this yeah. head coach, he needs now. He, needs moves. A now he doesn't move. need See? next year, year after that, year after that. It, it's moves. not just a now move, but it is a now move. That's yeah. what we said before. Is this for okay. now? Is it panic button or is it down the road? And it's a little bit of both. I will, I will allow that with that caveat. Yeah, because I, it, I think it's a big picture move too. Because absolutely to get into the topic that we were getting into. <laughs> Amari Cooper is the name, and the 19 jerseys are the ones that are for sale. But this is—he just got faster too by 19. I oh mean, yeah, 89 is a gross it's number. A Blake for Jarwin a number, yeah. 19. <laughs> but, I mean, now you're, you know, yeah. right? Well, you can run everything. Maybe. Everything about Miles this move—it's—it's it's all about Dak Prescott to me. Like the whole thing. It's he needs. You know, this is the Cowboys' line of logic: is he needs help. Uh, you know, it's—it's it's not working with you know. Dak Prescott, at this point in his career, he is not going to elevate receivers. You know, I mean, 
Aaron Rodgers take seven undrafted free agents and he's going to make them look like pro bowlers. Dak is not there. And the the Cowboys have clearly come to that conclusion. They're bringing him some help. He's got nine games. We've seen it work with a a top-notch receiver. You know, 16, Dez was good. And I think that's something to remember. Amari Cooper doesn't need to be a 120 yards per game type of guy. Dez finished with eight something in 2016, but he was just enough, enough of a threat that it opened up the field for Cole Beasley and Zeke. And that's, that's all Cooper needs to be, but Dak has to, has to perform with that. And that's, you got nine games this year and now certainly 16 games next year. Like let there be no doubt that Dak Prescott's going to be the starting quarterback in 2019. If that upsets you, I'm sorry, but what else are you going to do? I mean, you could conceivably throw a ton of money at Teddy Bridgewater, who does not have a better resume than Dak Prescott. Uh, other than that, what are you going to do? Draft another fourth-round quarterback and hope for the best? No. Dak Prescott's your guy in 19. I would bet right now they'll probably franchise him after that, assuming he's even remotely good next year. I think this trade, to me, means Dak is the starting quarterback for at least like two more seasons. And that's why I think this is so important. And he's going to have to prove to them that he's worth further investment. But what happens if you get through this season and you realize you couldn't evaluate Cooper or Dak? Because in my opinion, the problems that you're having on offense stem mostly from the offensive line. And no, seriously, look at this last game. He got sacked four times. There were a number of times where he was trying to make a throw and could not make a throw because somebody was in his face particularly the play where they end up giving up the touchdown on the fumble. Um, I think that <laughs> I think that this is a case where you may have great people at wide receiver. You might have a great wide receiver group. Let's assume it was a great wide receiver group. If the offensive line isn't doing its job, if they're not consistently being able to run specifically on the road, which is that's the narrative right now, then does any of that really matter? And can you really truly evaluate Cooper? and or Hearns and or Dak if the offensive line isn't playing up to the level that you expect them to play. Well, yeah, it is going to be hard. It's hard to evaluate your offensive line. Um, it's hard to evaluate your team if your offensive line is struggling like that. And, and you know, they are no longer this elite offensive line anymore. I mean, there used to be three pro bowlers that are playing great. And, you know, I, Tyron Smith is is just not – Playing like an elite left tackle. Now I don't. I don't. He's. Still, I don't think he's bad right now. He's not. not he's good actually. He's yeah. good. He's one of the best in the league. He's still. You know. He's still at that level. But you know, Zach Martin is is really good. Connor Williams had the worst game I think of his career right there. He he was really bad. Lyle's right up there. And Lyle's not not making that 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 jump either. I think Looney is probably your third best lineman right now. Um, if you saw the the fumble that for the touchdown, did anyone see Connor Williams on that play? Connor was blocking the guy that ended up scoring. He got called for holding the play before, which really, I mean, that changed the whole game. That holding penalty was huge. But the next play, he was holding worse than that, and they didn't call it. He was holding on to the guy's jersey from the ground. He's on the ground holding his jersey, and he didn't hold it well enough because Preston Smith got the fumble. I mean, he was really, really bad. And Zach Martin, tackle in college, move him to guard. He's an all-pro. He's great. It hasn't worked like that yet for Connor Williams. I'm not saying he's not going to be, but but they, you know, Looney's just holding his own, and then he he's right there. Lyle's not doing his thing, and Tyron gets beat more than he thought. And, and I actually think that a part I've I've been thinking a lot about Tyron. I actually think it's more plausible in my mind that the things we've seen 
that are that are not great plays from Tyron this year have a lot to do with him worrying about what's happening at guard. I really Probably do believe that because I cannot understand how a guy that was so just money you put him out there and he was shutting down whoever was coming around his corner. Now is giving up. I think just guys are just getting around him that you would be like, there's no way that guy gets around him last year. And the only thing I can think of, that's what's different, is that he does have to rely on him a little, especially this last game we saw in one one play where they did a twist and and Tyron was ta- was late yeah. getting off his guy. You do wonder if he's having to ride that guy a little bit longer that's that's going down because I don't trust that my guard can just step right in and stop him and stonewall him. So I gotta hold a little longer, and now all of a sudden that guy gets around me. You I mean you might be right. And on I mean, there's no way to know without talking to Tyron and the coaches, I would guess, but you don't think it's just possible that Tyron Smith is already approaching a decade in the league and has had chronic issues with his back, which is a big problem for anybody. I mean I have back problems in it. I suck at just sitting in a desk all day. You're not a world class athlete, though. No, absolutely not. And there might not be a better They're humans, athlete. though. There no, might, but, but he's, he's still, human. He's been playing. But, he's been playing with those same injuries. Yeah, but and, and, they and, accumulate and, over time. I, I mean, get you that. get older, you have more injuries, you put more wear and tear on it. Get it? None of that has shown up on the injury report. First of all, and second of all, he's on it, the injury report all the time. Is he on the injury report? Was he on the injury He's report? He's been last on the week? injury report. Was he this on the injury? Season. Was he in on the injury report last week? I'm pretty sure he was. With a back injury or neck injury? I, who knows? I'll all pull I'm, it up. All for I'm you. saying What's is, all I'm, I'm saying is, point. the point I'm making is just that I think that it's probably pretty plausible that what you're seeing from Tyron Smith, at least those plays that are that are negative plays for him, have something to do with the fact that he's having to give more thought and more effort to making sure he doesn't hang out his rookie to drive. He's on the injury and report that's with affecting... an ankle all last week. Ankle, okay. not back. Okay, ankle, and not that's back. A, and that's affecting him as much yeah. as anything else. In my opinion, now, now remember now, the, the, the right guard next to him has never been a guy that's a pro bowler anyways, but the type of player they have right now is probably not helping him because Ron Leary was a big dude. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and even Jonathan Cooper... I mean, these guys are, are are big type players, and that's and Connor Williams is a little bit more of a finesse guard, yep. um, and he hasn't got the technique. He's down. not built like a guard, right? No, now. And, and 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 Zach Martin is kind of a finesse guard. Zach Martin doesn't really just pancake people, but his technique is amazing, and and that's what makes him the best in the game. But but I think that what that play you just said. If you had a little bit more girth there, if you had a bigger True. body that you could feel like, all right, this guy's going to hold his own more. And I think that's kind of an issue. And that's something that you got to learn. I mean, Connor Williams is going to have to get Here, better. Here's a question that, that I'm seeing a lot of people asking this. How much is due to the coaching part of it, of on, the, on the O-line? Because, or is it more just the execution of it? That's it. I, I think it's uh, 95% that. I, I really believe that. I heard it yesterday in the museum, which is bad. I shouldn't really be talking about that. I mean, you know, but but that came up. I heard people talking about it then. I've heard people talk about it back in February. I've heard a player on one of the starters say, we're going to do what we do. Um, I don't know how much this guy's going to help us, talking about Paul Alexander. So it didn't even start off well. And, and I don't think that thing has worked out. I'll be shocked if he's the offensive line coach next year. I really will. Yeah, I think there's so many problems that are happening. You have to address. You have to say what's different. It's different. Obviously, yeah. we're different yeah. players, but you would expect that the coach is going to be able to and coach up the rookie. He's going to be able to get him ready to go. 
and it just hasn't worked out. And for I reason. want, sorry, Dave, I want oh, Frederick, Martin, and Tyron Smith. I want them, they've been around long enough. Pick the guy. Pick the guy that's going to work. Who do you know? Who 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 will oh, push you <laughs> to pick their coach? I see. Well, saying. I mean, okay. I mean, let's yeah. at least have some input in it a little bit, you know. Maybe um, you hear about that with quarterbacks. I never heard about it with an O line. Yeah. Well, I'm just but saying. When you got one that's this supposedly this no, I, good, no, I then maybe that is the right way to go. You know, right? and it's it's tough for coaches. It really is. Now he's been coaching 27 years, so he's like, this is the way I do things. It's always these old tight end coaches would come in and try to coach Witten. Like, okay, it's a little bit different, and yeah. and and I I think that's a that's a big part of this thing as well i don't think that has meshed well with the old school theories and and stuff with and i thought it would i would i would really thought that that would be wow you got this guy and he's got great tools to work with that has not worked uh that well. you got an awesome job of deflecting because we were supposed to be talking about the quarterback well my, my, but i think you already addressed that and that's why i kind of took yeah. it in a little different direction because i think the offensive line is just as much a part of this as the quarterback but i guess i was just going to ask the question going further do you think that amari cooper makes dak and or the offensive line better is he that kind of player well and that's the big thing for me is to answer your question more directly, number one, and I hear you, the offensive line has certainly been a problem, especially on the road. Uh, and it, it bums me out to watch Tyron and Lyle Collins struggle because I'm big fans of both of them as people. And, and they've obviously played well, Tyron more so than Lyle, but they've both played well here in their Cowboy careers. Right. Um, anyway, to answer the question more directly, you, Dak Prescott is a quarterback where base. I mean, everything has to be perfect for him to play up to the potential you need him to, which is it's a problem in the modern NFL. Like that's really not something that I'm trying to hear, but that's what we've seen so far. Is like when his offensive line is kicking everybody's ass and his running back has got room to run and his receivers are getting open and he's got time to find them, they can be pretty good. When any part of that equation falls apart, it doesn't work, and that's not a description of a quarterback that I want to give a ton of money to, but this trade again, to me indicates that they're, they at least want to explore this and see where it goes for at least another season. They're, if not two. they're giving him um, another player to work with. Um, I think what they need to do is, is um, give him a different offense to work with. I really believe Just that revamp the whole thing. Listen, Linehan came in here to work with Tony Romo, and and, and they they did some really good things yeah. together. But but I don't think and and they've tried and I I get twenty sixteen that that was magical what happened there. But but I don't think that this offensive I don't think Linehan works well with Dak as far as every single week consistently. The guy had eighty two yards rushing. He had Jacksonville on his toes the whole game. You know they, they were throwing deep. They were going in the round. They were doing things, and then they come to Washington, and it's a completely different. It's just been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, I mean, and I talked to my eleven year old daughter last night, and she goes, "I got it figured out. This team wins one, loses one. Win one, losing one." I was like, "Well, you got it figured out right there. That's it. That's the story of this team and franchise for the last few years." And but but why is that? Can I can I play devil's advocate yeah. on that? Because I was watching the just the the kinds of play calls that they were they, they were running, and it seemed like there were opportunities where Dak could have run the ball. There were run pass options where you know basically he's back, he looks at the defense, he makes the determination Zeke should get the ball. Could it be? Could it be that maybe what we're seeing is just that some teams that say we're going to take away Dak versus taking away Zeke when it comes to run pass option, those games 
it actually works because yeah. if Zeke's getting the ball, they know how to stop Zeke when he gets the ball because they got enough guys in the box to do it. They can't account for Dak when they leave him as the guy that can keep to pull it back okay. and run. Could that be a part of the issue here as to why we're seeing wins when it's one way and losses versus the other? Is it more defense-driven yeah. than offense-driven? Well, I, I don't know exactly that part of it, exactly you know to answer that. But I'll say this. The final two drives of the game, um, the receivers didn't get any better. But and obviously they're playing in a little bit more of a prevent thing to make sure you don't get beat deep. But Dak to me looked like he was a run more you know run first type guy. Like when it was there, you know they needed yards, they needed yards, and they run, yeah. run, run, and, and they spread things out. You didn't see a lot of tight ends out there. You saw a spread out team, and and I think the receivers now are gotten better with Cooper. But I think they need to think like that more. He in his mind he was like I'm running, I'm running, I'm doing this. He needs to do that more. So is that on him more than it is the offensive coordinator? Well, both. I mean, they need to say, "Hey, you're a runner. You're a runner." I don't. I don't. I mean, if he's if he's trying to make these passing yards to, to make his money or whatever, I mean, that's not going to work. He needs to be a running quarterback, and and I think that showed in those final two drives. And his toughness is out is off the charts. I mean, he's the type of guy you want as your quarterback. You wish he was a little bit better to hang on to the ball, but that's not really been his mo. Um, he's fighting for it. He's diving face first. You know, he did it all game long. One to question take, is toughness. To take that shot, and you said it, he was going to take his licks. He did. He took that hit. I know what that means right. now. He okay. comes back. But he's already taken a hit like that, okay? Yeah. Concussion protocol and all. The game's on the line. There's the goal line. He's flying for I mean, there is no 17 in Dak Prescott. You know, he's running. <laughs> no. I – yeah, I admire the crap out of that guy, which, you know, same thing with Tyron and Lyle. Like, I hate having to dog him with the way this offense has been playing because I root like hell for that guy. But it is what it is through seven weeks of the season. Again, to answer your question more directly, because I, <laughs> I have so which, many thoughts in my head. Oh, no, bring in This there. has been a good conversation. Um, one way, I th you know, if we're thinking of Amari Cooper as a first round pick, if if your offensive, you know, if you can't evaluate it because your offensive line, I think that's BS. But well, you know what your problem spot is. I mean, on it, you look at the offense heading into the draft. You don't have a first round pick. You need a tight end, and then what? I mean, safety. No, well, I'm think I'm thinking I'm purely okay. thinking about okay, the offense. I guess, I guess. And then what? I mean, identify your need. Uh, Signing him. Who? When he was a free agent, we're, oh. signing, we're signing him, right? I would think so, but Earl? I've been shot. Yeah. I've been back, shot. Earl? Whatever. All right. <laughs> Why not? I don't want to do that today. We haven't done this in a month. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, fine. All right, fine. We can talk about that. I There's so many things that this trade changes. You think about $67 million in cap room and what yeah. all that means. Maybe you're active in free agency more than you would be normally because you don't have a first-round pick. You can find – hey – you found Connor Williams in the second round, and for all the criticism, I think he's been much more good than bad. And he will be better next year, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree. With you me. can find yourself a center if you think you need one. You can find yourself a guard. You don't you might need, want to protect yourself. You don't need for or, or a tackle. I don't think that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, so or, or, again, free agency. You're going to have money to spend. So it's almost kind of, you know, it sucks to get rid of that first-round pick, but I'm kind of relieved to have receiver sort of settled. Like, I mean, you know, Gallup is really? a... Yeah. Is it settled? Yes. Well, yeah. Why? It freaking I mean, no, better it, be if you just gave away of, a first-round no, pick. It's, it's settled from the standpoint that you've given away the first-round pick. You've now latched yourself to this guy. He's going to be your guy. What I'm saying is, is it settled from the standpoint of production? Well... Are you going, or are you going to be looking back a year from now saying, 
Ooh, I don't know about spending a first round pick because I don't know if we got the production. That's what. Do you want to spend nine million dollars now on your third on your third receiver? Because Cole has made it pretty clear where he thinks his value is, and he's about to be a free agent. And you've got Cooper, you've got Gallup, and yeah, it would be nice to have him in the mix. But at that price, I don't. What think would it, what would it cost to franchise Cole? Uh, that would. Is that up there with the? Do they have like a slot receiver? Hey, that, no, 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 no. <laughs> no that, that would be one of the. No that, offense, that, that would be one of the worst moves you could make because because think about it's it's Odell. It's yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, who no, are they? That's why I was asking the question because I was like, is it going to be with the other receivers or is it going to be with slot receivers? If I could. Figure out nice. a way to do a slot receiver franchise, and I'm all in. Right, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all you in there. on that. But, create that. But I'm not. I'm not. No, you I'm not only, paying Odell money. This team only ever uses three at a time, and you've got two of them locked in for the foreseeable future. If Cole Beasley doesn't have a future here, you can draft. You can find a guy with that skill set without spending a maybe ton of Tavon's capital. Maybe Tavon. Maybe Tavon. Tavon could be that guy. Yeah, maybe well, Tavon's that guy. He's, he's coming up. He's not under contract. Either. I know, but I'm right. saying, but yeah, maybe they resign him if they think it's worth the, hey, the this money. Is no it disres- before. Oh, go ahead. No, no disrespect at all intended to Cole Beasley. I, he is a matchup nightmare. He he's does, been the best at receiver this season for the Cowboys. You can find that skill set much easier, I think, than the X, the yeah. bona fide outside I'm guy. Uh, Trey Quinn comes to mind I and mean, he's on IR for the Redskins right now anyway, but he was Mr. Irrelevant and had he not gotten hurt, he was going to be a starter for that offense. I mean, it's, you can find that guy without spending a lot of resources to do it. Yeah. And you got Zeke too. So, I mean, your skill players for the most part look fairly settled. You need a tight end and you need help on the line depth starter, whatever. Travis Frederick's health is going to play a role in that. We'll see. But so, but you, but your argument earlier was you're tied to the quarterback at this point. You think this move says you're tied to the quarterback, so you're least, not worried about the fact that you'd have to get a quarterback this year with a first round. At least pick. you are. T- he's going to be your starter next year. I I bet my life, and then I I would guess probably in 2022 yeah. if I had to bet. So. <laughs> You you got oh yeah. Let me just keep my mouth shut. Why? Why? It's yeah. a radio show. That's against the objective. Like. Right. Right. No, I just you know you guys keep going back and forth on different aspects of the offense. Got a lot of, of stuff offense. to say. I know. I know. So I have so many different thoughts in my head, and Pick one of the them being one. like, I hate, and I understand. Yes, the O line is not playing well, or at least not to the level yeah. that we all expect. But I hate using that as an excuse because how many it's not an excuse? It's, it is. It, it is. No, no, it's it not is. an excuse. It is a. Tell it is a. Amber. The whole point of say it again. The whole Say point of what we do it on this show You're is we're supposed no, excuse. we're supposed to analyze, and analyze means you look at the things that you think are problems, you look at the things that you think are good, and you make an analysis. The point is the offensive line has not been what they expected it to be, and by the way, this whole thing is built around. They were going to have a dominant offensive line. Their whole offensive philosophy is built around the concept of having a starting with a dominant offensive line. So if the offensive line is not dominant, how is the whole thing going to work? Like that's the most important key to what they want to do offensively. How many offensive lines in the whole NFL that are great? How many are there that are great? How many? How many teams have built their offense around having a great offensive line? Look, I don't care, but yes. what I'm saying is... <laughs> In other words, fight, I don't have an fight. answer for that. No, so, no listen. No, okay, listen. Go ahead. You've gotten great moments out of your offensive line. And there comes times, okay. and past years, right? Mm-hmm. There comes times where, yes, you're not going to be able to rely on one specific aspect of your offense, and you need other people to work. Like, I can't be feeding you food in your mouth all the time. Like... 
At one point, you Amber. need to learn to grab your own spoon and fit it on your own. You know. I, no, I get all the Amber. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that these other guys don't have responsibilities. I'm not saying the receiver shouldn't bear some responsibility. Quarterback shouldn't bear responsibility. Zeke shouldn't bear responsibility. My point is that if you want to look at why things aren't working the way they're supposed to work on this offense, as we expected it to, I think it starts with the offensive line because they're not playing and they were the part that you thought going into the year, that was the part of this offense that you felt none of us had question marks about this offensive line until Frederick went down. And then it was like, well, maybe. But we're like, nah, they're still good enough. They're good. And what we're seeing right now is not they're not playing to the level of what you expected. And this offense, this philosophy and the way they want to play offense is all predicated on the offensive line playing really, really exceptionally well. True, but in my personal opinion, and from what I've seen so far, although they have struggled, I don't think that it's been horrific enough and super, super bad to where you're unable to move the ball at all. I'm with her. Not what I'm I'm saying. I'm not saying it's been horrific. Did you ever hear me say That's not what I said. It's not, but it's still good enough to help you, to let you or allow you to move the ball and score. Like, that has... Uh, yes, I get it. It has been an issue. I absolutely agree. What, what but not Dave, to the point where that absolutely ruins your game. And what did it shouldn't Dave, be. What did Dave say earlier? He said, in order for this quarterback to be successful, lots of things have to go right. That starts with the offensive line. He's going to need time. The yeah. running ga- game's going to have to be on. Guess what? That's what you hitch to for right now. Until he grows as a quarterback... That's what you're hitched to. That's why when you're dealing with a young quarterback, you better have those other pieces in place. You better be playing good defense. You better be able to run the ball. Because if you hang a, a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback in this league out without those other things, this is what you're going to get. Inconsistent play. Okay, let's take our final break. And when we come back, I have a different question for you. And right. I hope you can answer it. I'm sure I can. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Are we doing... We're back. <laughs> We're back. Oh, we Tell me Tommy. about Tommy John. You know what, Tommy John? It is the best underwear you'll ever have. Uh, guys think so. I think it's going to get to a point where girls think so because they, they've introduced really that as well. Really good material. Very okay. soft. Yes. Very soft. You've heard it first. And if you don't think so, guys or girls, send it back, and they will give your money back. I bet it doesn't happen often because TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You're going to get the best underwear you'll ever wear. I would imagine that most people are wearing it today. Did you guys notice that another first-round pick has been uh, traded? Yes. Eli Apple was a what? saint. Yep. I didn't see what it was for, no. Fourth and seventh. Well, fourth and 19, seventh and 20. I It's fun to dogpile on the Cowboys. No, I'm, I wasn't dogpiling. I'm just saying for point of reference, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. what's happened. But Eli Apple hasn't had a tenth of a career yeah. that Amari Cooper has. Both on and off the field. I, I, like, I they've said, had problems with him in the locker room I said as this well, stat so. yesterday, and I'll, I'll say it again because it, it only, it's only happened nine times in the history of the NFL um, where a, a receiver comes into the league, has 1,000 yards in his first two years. Yeah. He did that. Uh, his third year wasn't as good, and this is his fourth year right now, and it's kind of been off and on a little bit. But Eli Apple did not come into the league and doing anything like that. Um, so that's it's hard to, to dog. And even that. in that third year, he had seven touchdowns. Yeah. The most, uh, yeah. most of his career. Uh, so. Yeah, he's had three straight years of five touchdowns, and the Cowboys a wide receiver has only done that here one time in the last 18 years. Uh, no, really? no, I mean, no, in the last uh, 13 years, um, and that was Des Bryant. Des Bryant. What about the guy that ended up coming here for a year? He had 10 touchdowns. Yeah. What year was that? 11. Lauren Robinson. 11. Okay. You know how many he had for his whole career with the Cowboys? 11. Yeah, 11. So, I mean, he had he was on here for a year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that happens. Beasley's gone, gone under a little bit. But, I mean, T.O. did it, and then before that, and then after that, it was just Des. So, it just shows you a level of consistency of scoring touchdowns. Yeah. And that's what happens when, if anything else, you can just run by people. He's a big play guy. I mean, he's got some long touchdowns, too. My so. memory is hazy, but the Saints definitely don't have a first in 19. And now they don't have a fourth or a seventh. And they Seventh is in 20. Oh, ex- ex- yeah. all right. They don't have a first or a fourth. Mm-hmm. And they I don't think they have a third either because of another deal that they did. So, hey, they're going all in, man. And That's they, what I'm they saying. They should. I mean, Which, you look at their team. Yeah. They should go. They don't know how long much longer they're going to have Brees. So, they should be going all in. There's really only one team in the NFC that looks like it can touch them. So. And they look like they can definitely touch them. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Rams look great. But That's a good team. It's a really good team. That is a good team. All right. Well, try to bear with me here, okay? All right. Let's go. Let's take out. Let's try to take out the play calling, okay. which is kind of hard to do because it kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, the performances happening on the field. But let's take it out for a second. Now, once you start evaluating your players, and now that you have Amari Cooper in the mix, Let's say things just kind of keep going how they've been so far. What is the problem? Who is the problem? What do you do to change it? Uh, Why don't you ask the real question? Why don't you ask what you're really trying to ask? (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Honestly, I mean, if if it goes the way that it's continued to go, I think I still go back to what I've been saying. I think your quarterback and your offensive line are where 
that's the genesis. Because I don't honestly. Okay, we end the season. If I look at what's happened to the first, I'm just going to answer the question. Okay, <laughs> you're asking if they need to make a coaching change. Really, is what you're asking. Is that where right? you're going with this? No. Okay. okay. I was about to say, I don't think that's what she was that, going That's with, a different conversation. Okay. That is a different and conversation. And I think we all kind of agree on that. Right? <laughs> well, what is the conversation? Okay. Then? Okay. Okay. That's... Listen, you got the team. It, 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 let's say the season ended. Mm-hmm. And it ended with it being kind of how it is. Okay. Even yep. with Amari Cooper in the yep. mix. Yep. What are you freaking doing? Although Dave went down through different yeah. changes that you can make in the draft. I mean... Think about all the aspects of this. How yeah. many a- different elements can you actually improve just war- one the person? Only th- the only thing you can ho- hope is, I think for the offensive line, what you're going to hope is that Connor Williams is better in year two. You give him an offseason to get stronger, to get bigger, and you hope that he gets better, and as a part of getting better, that helps Tyron get better. You hope that Frederick is back and healthy and ready to play. Although I don't think Joe Looney has been a big problem for this team. I think mm-hmm. he's done well. And he's under contract yes. for 19. And then I think you have to hope that Lyle plays better. I think So you're this, always going to be at the sake right of your O-line. I think that's where it starts. Now, you're not changing. We just finished saying. You're not about to change the quarterback. The quarterback's well, going to be here. Well, you can change some the calls that he makes. True. And you can change the guy in the room. No offense to Absolutely. Kellen Moore. But I would yeah. rather do the Paul Alexander approach at quarterback. I would rather a quarterback coach that's been around, you know, for the 15, 20 years that's, my guy seen, that, that's developed yeah. other than a guy that has never won a game yeah. and he's not played in nearly as many games as the guy he's coaching. So, I mean, like, that's just young young and young and everyone blind leading the blind. And we just all I've said that from day one. I, there's nobody in that room that's got any experience. Dak is the most experienced guy playing football in that whole room. And he's still a young or guy. Or coaching football. Because to be honest with you, I don't think you have to play the position for a long time in order to be yeah, great yeah. At, at being able to coach it. Right. But I think you have to coach it for a while, I would think. I mean, especially I if you have a Wade. young quarterback. That's yeah. Wade Wilson. He had a lot of experience. A lot Ton of experience. Of experience. Okay. To answer, to an- if it finishes like this, we're only halfway through the season, but if it finishes like this, either below or at 500 with the offense ranked in the last eight of the league... There's going to be change. Like, there's no way around it. And only Jerry Jones knows if that means, like, right at the top, Jason Garrett. I don't know. And that there's no point in trying to speculate on that right. in October. But there's not going to be a lot of player change, you wouldn't think. No, no. Right? I'm, I mean specifically with the coaching. We're already, you know, you're talking about the offensive line coach. The, the, the offensive coordinator, Scott Linehan, is pro- arguably more criticized uh, than Jason Garrett is, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. If this offense finishes the season as bad as, as it has been through the first seven games, there has to be change. And that's and they know like I'm not saying anything controversial. They know that. They're, and you've seen enough it's a results changes. Business. Yeah. That's how it goes. You've yeah. seen enough changes in the players as far as player goes, and it's still the same thing is still happening. So that Which, only leads you to thinking, okay, it's not about the player or the talent on the field. It's more. And I don't think high. I don't think it's a coincidence that this trade happened right now. You know, you think back to the bye week. The last time this team really struggled in the first half of the season was 15. They went on the bye week. They benched Joseph Randall. They promoted Matt Castle. Uh, I think they did something else, too. But you've got a week to acclimate things in practice. You've still got half the season to play. They don't want to give up on the season, but they're making moves that are saying, we're going to try to improve this because we are not okay with what it is right now. And if it doesn't get better, 
then the changes will only get bigger when the season's and, over. And I love that you just did that because later this week, one of our days on this show, we're going to talk about what could be some potential changes. Because you're right, during the bye week is, to, is where they tend to try to start making changes. One of them we've already seen, obviously. They went out and got what they consider to be a number one caliber wide receiver. Are there other changes that maybe they look at? Do they look at maybe shuffling this offensive line? I know we all kind of throw that one off and stiff arm it, but is that something worth considering that maybe you should put Lyle back down at guard because he was pretty good when he was playing at guard and it does give a little more experience there to Tyron. So maybe that helps your left side a little bit more than you would hurt your right side. There's arguments to be made for changes at different places and I think that's something we should talk about. When is our argument going to happen? <laughs> Why don't we try that for like, uh, yeah, like I don't know Thursday or Friday? I mean, if you're no, going to no, tease no, it, no, not Friday. <laughs> if I'm going to say, I'm not going to be here Friday. Maybe Thursday. Maybe Thursday. Maybe okay. Thursday. Or maybe next Monday. Who knows? All right. Well, there you have it, guys. That, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for all the energy y'all brought here on the show. All this fun talk. Hopefully, it works out for the Cowboys. We'll see. We don't know. But whatever. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> Thanks for your energy. Whatever. <laughs> For Derek Eagleton, Nick Eman, David Hellman, I am Amber Garcia, and this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!